there, firm owners. I'm Ryan Lozanis, and you're listening to the Future Firm Accounting Podcast, the place where you get one actionable lesson each episode to help you fast-track the growth of a modern, scalable firm without having to work a million hours a week. It's busy season for a lot of accountants out there, and if you're in the thick of it, the good news is that we're closer to the end of busy season than to the beginning of it, so keep it up. Today, I want to have a pretty simple episode on ways to deal with non-cooperating clients. These are the clients where you're constantly pushing and pulling for information so that you can do your job, and it's a complaint that many firm owners have about some of their clients because non-responsive clients jam up your workflows. And then miraculously, these clients reappear out of the blue demanding that their six months worth of backlog is completed by Friday because they have a pressing matter that needs attending to, which adds stress to you and your team and takes you away from your better clients. At the end of the day though, it's a team effort. You rely on your clients to provide you with what you need to do your job and they rely on you to get their stuff done. So I always like to highlight that at the very beginning of the relationship. That said, how can you avoid these situations from happening and what can you do once you're dealing with a client that's not cooperating? First, it's best to try and avoid getting involved with these kinds of clients in the first place. For instance, let's say you have someone that's not easy to deal with during the sales process. They show up to the discovery call late or worse, they're a no-show and they don't apologize for being late or not showing up. That's a pretty good indicator of what it will be like to work with this kind of person. This is someone that probably doesn't respect your time and you'll likely be at their mercy throughout the relationship. First off, I give someone 10 minutes following the meeting time before I hang up the call if they're a no-show. I'm not gonna wait there forever for when they feel like showing up. Sometimes they have a valid reason and that's fine, things happen and if they're apologetic, then no problem. But if someone is late or no-shows on more than one occasion without any kind of apology, I avoid these kinds of people like the plague and I just say that we're not a good fit to work together. I probably saved myself and the firm many headaches from avoiding a client like this. Second, I recommend doing your best to set expectations during the sales process. This can be simply letting the prospect know that this is a team effort and explaining what some of the responsibilities include, or you can go into far more detail by writing down specifically what their responsibilities are. For instance, if they're required to provide you with monthly bank statements, then you indicate this is one of their responsibilities and also indicate the deadline required to submit this information so that you can complete your duties on time. Again, all this is doing is setting expectations so that it's clear for both parties. Third, you could also include mechanisms in your engagement letter for what happens when their responsibilities aren't being met. For instance, if one of the responsibilities is to provide you with source documentation upon demand so that you can complete the month end, then you can indicate that you'll provide two follow-ups to your request and then following that, no more follow-ups will be provided and that you'll put the client at the back of the queue for getting their work completed. This works well because you are stating the consequences of not participating and it protects you if all of a sudden the client comes back after many months out of action so that you don't have to rush to get all the backlog done right away. Of course, there may be extenuating circumstances that may explain why the client has been non-responsive, so it's up to you to make any exceptions but this would be an exception, not the rule. Another option to list in your engagement letter is to state that not meeting their responsibilities on one, two, three, or however many times you opt for will result in their plans being changed or certain penalties being charged. 
For instance, if the client does their own bookkeeping and you're prompting them that they need to get their books done by a certain date and they're not getting it done, you can indicate that the client would have to get their plan bumped up so that you handle the bookkeeping at your firm. Or you can simply indicate some kind of penalty that applies for not meeting their responsibilities. But truthfully, I don't love either of those options. I know some firms do it, but if you're getting to the point of penalizing your client, it's probably a pretty bad relationship at that point, one that you might wanna just discontinue. This leads to the fifth item on the list, which is to simply fire your client if they're not cooperating. Sometimes the incident is isolated, which can happen from time to time, but if the issue is pervasive and happens over and over and over again, this is the sign of a low quality client which is going to drag everyone down and in that instance, severing ties is probably the best way to deal with non-cooperating clients. The sixth thing you can do is to use technology to help with the heavy lifting. For instance, if you're always requesting the same kind of documents each and every month, use something like HubDoc to fetch those documents for you. Or you can use technology to automate client follow-ups so that you're not doing the follow-ups manually. For instance, accounting practice management systems like Carbon and Senta let you set tasks for your client and then program the frequency of reminders that are automatically sent out by the system. Seventh, focus on making your client experience as seamless as possible. You have to make it easy for your clients and eliminate friction in order to maximize the chances of your clients participating to get you what you need. For instance, if you demand that your clients submit everything through your client portal and it takes a separate login and 10 clicks to do what needs to be done just to give you a document compared to one click to just shoot the document through by email, which method is more likely to produce results? I'm not saying client portals aren't good, I'm just giving this as an example. Or if your client is lagging to give you everything that you need because they're super busy, figure out how to make their life easier. Suggest to collect their login info to places where their documents reside so that your team can fetch them themselves and cut the client out of the equation. And the last thing I'll mention in this episode is to give your clients fair notice for whatever you need and to state the consequences of not cooperating. For instance, if you have a tax filing due in March, don't ask for the things you need in mid-February. State what you need and the ground rules well before that. And then mention to them what the consequences are of not providing those items to you by the specified deadline, which is likely a late filing where interest and penalties will apply. Look, I'm being very blunt in this episode and I'm not suggesting to boss your clients around left, right, and center, but it does need to be very clear up front about what your clients need to do so that you can properly perform your tasks and with fair notice what their deadlines are. And if those responsibilities aren't met, even if you're following up, it should be clear what the consequences will be to the client. If this is followed, then it will be hard for the client to be upset unless they're unreasonable. So that's it for today. Hopefully you found today's episode helpful. If you're looking for more free tips like this, be sure to join my weekly newsletter sent to over 4,000 firm leaders who want to design and implement an online scalable firm that supports their ideal lifestyle. You can sign up at www.futurefirm.co slash newsletter. Also, make sure to check out my new online coaching program, Future Firm Accelerate at www.futurefirmaccelerate.com. 
which now has over 175 modern firm owners as members who get coaching from myself, along with online learning and an awesome collaborative community that helps them fast track the growth of a modern scalable accounting firm without having to work 50 plus hours a week. So thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.